0: and welcome to the glad to podcast i am lauren romo and with me as always is my cousin fellow nerd andrea gutierrez
1: my dog is chewing on an expensive <laughs> shoe oh no june. i'll be right back <laughs> oh, keep, it rolling, yeah, keep it rolling lauren you great i'll keep good. it rolling i'll keep it rolling
0: andrea's gonna be back why is she good why she deals with june her puppy because they're adorable I'm going to bring in our guest because our guest is one of my favorite people of all time on Twitter and a very, very good friend of mine. Ben McDonald, welcome back to the Galactic Podcast, my friend. How Hello, is How Lauren. Are you?
2: Thank you for having me. So, so, so early in the
0: morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday morning, morning as we record and I, I appreciate Ben's. Uh, coming on this early and having some fun and talking Star Wars so and i promise i will on.
2: not chew on any expensive shoes
0: <laughs> also, don't worry there pug yeah she's uh, a pug
2: sorry i'm I, homosexual oh, noise good. went like, i love pug i've had pug i love pug
0: <laughs> this is great i love podcast content like this this is fabulous so yes we have We have Ben McDonald with us, obviously Andrea, and we are going to have some fun today talking some Star Wars and some other good stuff. But before we get into everything, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. Okay, before we jump into our very fun topic today, Ben McDonald is here for many reasons. Besides being one of my besties on Twitter and in life. Besties. Ben, yeah, besties. Ben is part of a huge initiative and a great campaign called the Amadala Initiative. It's a wonderful cause uh, going towards the Texas equality to protect trans kids and all the bills that are trying to be passed within the Texas legislation. So Ben McDonald, the floor is yours. Please explain to our listeners and just go over how that all started and what what people can do, all the good stuff. Tell us all about the Amadala initiative.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Amadala initiative is a fan-created campaign that has over 77 fan creators on it 77 is an intentional number enjoy that my star wars friends but (laughs) the galactic podcast was one of the very first people to sign on to that because lauren and andrew are fantastic people and they're some of the first people that i reached out to about that (laughs) but altogether we are working to try to raise awareness and raise funds for equality texas which is texas's largest lgbtqia based advocacy group they work in both support and in advocacy in the legislature. So they're on the ground both actually trying to affect uh, legislation where they can, Uh, where obviously we can't do that. I can't go pop on and talk to anybody. I don't know anybody in the Senate in Texas. Thank God I've lived (laughs) my life correctly. But as well as that, they're actually helping provide support to these trans kids and their families who may be under a lot of extra pressure right now, who are feeling scared, who may not have the correct uh, outlets to look for medically. Just all of these things that we would love to be able to do in person. But the reality of it is that we are busy people who have to pay bills and keep the kids fed. And in my case, the kid is me. But we don't have time to go out and do all these things. So there's there's a lot of misplaced anxiety, I think, in issues like this. So having something that you can look towards and say, hey, here is my $5. At least you've done something. And also, that adds up. We have, at this point, raised, as of last night... We're right at, I believe, 15000 out of our $20,000 or $25,000, excuse me. Uh, we've had amazing input from the community, from uh, friends at Lucasfilm and otherwise. Uh, we've got some other things that are on the back burner right now that I'll just kind of leave vague because I, I don't have it officially signed off on. But we've got more exciting things to come on, which will nice. possibly happen around the time of celebration. Uh, but yeah. It is a thing that you should absolutely look out. We are at Amidala helps on Twitter because initiative is too long and I have to spell it 40 times a day and it doesn't get any easier. (laughs) That's fair. But check us out there. You can find all the links to the fundraiser. You can also find that full list of all of the fantastic creators who have joined in and lent their names to it. So make sure that you pop in, even if you can't donate something, which is completely fair and makes sense. Maybe throw a tweet their way, give some people some thanks, give a support. Whatever you feel like the force moves you to do, we would welcome you to do so.
0: Yes, please, 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 people. Just like Ben said, if if you can't make a donation, that's totally fine. You retweet, like get get the word out there and have people and support this initiative because it is very important um, for uh, many reasons, obviously. So please, please, please go visit. Uh, as Ben said, Amadala helps on Twitter and that will have all the links to everything so please 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 we are very uh we're very glad to be part of this uh huge campaign uh like ben said 77 other star star wars content creators it's amazing i mean really when sometime when the community comes together it's a beautiful thing and this is one of those moments for sure so please 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 guys we'll have links uh in our tweets and everything too so either you know You'll get information. <laughs> go find it. You you can find it anywhere. So please, please, please go help uh, this wonderful, wonderful can, pain, uh, that Ben has started among uh, with a lot of other people. Obviously, too. Ben, I know a lot of a lot of people behind the scenes. I know you were a very, very, very big part of this, though. You were kind of the I think the main. The main face. You I are mean, the main I,
2: face. I may have accidentally kicked the ball down the stairs, but I'm not going to pretend <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't been extraordinarily fortunate to have some really amazing people helping out. Uh, I've just uh, off the top of my head, we got to make sure that a shout out Chase from... That Gay Jedi, and also from Pink Milk After Dark. They have been one of my best collaborators through this whole process. They did an amazing live stream last night. And then Andres Alvarez from 50 Minutes has been a lifesaver because he's really good at making sure that A makes it all the way to Z because my brain thinks that A would look great on red. And that's about as (laughs) fast as I can get stuff. So there are things that I can send Andres and say here's the deal i need this 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 and this to happen what the hell am i supposed to do and he has been great for that so without those two people and i have had other people i've worked with don't get me wrong but those two people in particular i have lent on more than a little bit during this whole thing so a special shout out to those two people i love them very dearly
0: yes two great people obviously chase and andre like just top-notch uh, human beings all together so yes so yeah, guys. Again, we'll have um, links in our show description, and then again in our tweet, and everything. So we'll get you we'll get you there. If you can donate, and if not, even just retweeting it is a big, big help. So, with kind of this in mind, our topic today, because obviously with this Amidala initiative that Ben uh, Ben has started, it's it has us kind of thinking about little moments in Star Wars that have had big impact, right? Even like we're talking about, like even just a littlest donation makes a big difference. So and, you know, obviously within Star Wars, we talk about the big moments, you know, Luke blowing up the Death Star and all those bigger moments that we know had big impact within the galaxy. But there's been a lot of smaller moments within uh, all Star Wars content, right? I mean, the the animation, the um, movies, obviously and within books i mean there's just so many little moments that we can pick and choose so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around and we have like two to three that we have we feel that are these moments that make a huge impact even though they're they're small they made a huge impact within the galaxy so i'm gonna kick us off and then we'll go round table but my first one it might be it might be a pretty obvious if you know me you know, I love Rebels. Rebels is one of my absolutely favorite Star Wars anything. I watch it constantly. I love the characters. I love the stories. For me, one of those little moments was Ezra connecting with the Purgle in season two and saving them. It, it the impact. I mean, if you really think about like at the time, it seemed like just a, 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 a what not a one-off episode, but just an episode that, you know, it was a good episode, it was an adventure maybe we'll get payoff for it. Maybe not. And we got a huge payoff. (laughs) I mean, it was the biggest payoff. I think in rebels for me, when you go forward to season four and the ending and how he called the and the Purgle came and helped and all that. Like it's an amazing, an amazing connection from season two to season four, but it wouldn't have happened unless he did what he did in season two. And, you know, listening to the Purgle and knowing that they, you know, there was a deeper, a deeper meaning, a deeper connection to what they were doing and even convincing his, his ghost crew friends. I mean, Hera especially was not like, you know, she was not a big fan of the Purgle and he, you know, because of what Ezra did in that episode in season two, he convinced, you know, I think the other crew members that, you know, these Purgle are important, not just what was going on in that particular episode but to the you know galaxy as a whole and again that just shows Ezra's connection with the you know creatures throughout Rebels which I love but yeah my first moment is Ezra Ezra and the connection with the Purgle in uh, season two I think it's a huge moment that I think again the impact we didn't feel until later on and it was a big 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 impact in season four so I'll go around, Andrea, I'll start with you. Thoughts, I mean, how do you feel about that moment in particular?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a a big moment. And like you said, the payoff happens at the series finale. Because at first you're like, space whales, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Every time. Uh, Way to go, Dave Floney, keep it weird. Um, But like you said, it's Ezra's connection with... um, nature and living beings and and the forest that just um really gives you that uh foreshadowing of what's to come so it's just a it's a beautiful part i think and it gets overlooked as well too so it's great that you called it out lauren of course you called out something rebel rebels i had to i mean i I had to stay on brand with my (laughs) rebel's love so it wouldn't be me if i didn't but
0: yeah it is it's such a huge Again, foreshadowing that we don't know until like two, three years later, until season four. I mean, it's incredible. Ben, what about you? I mean, B I I know you're a big Rebels fan as well. This moment, how did that impact? You know, it's small, but then it's such a big payoff in the end. in yeah. Season four. Uh,
2: I mean, Lauren and I were texting before we did this episode last night, and we were both saying that we needed to try really hard not to solely do Rebels topics for this because we could very easily easily Um, we could (laughs) and when we were talking about this originally the way that i at least when i was choosing my answers i tried to really concentrate on moments that they are an act of kindness that really shows who a character is without having any immediate goal in sight so that doesn't at the time seem like they are doing anything other than to actually be kind and the, the the payoff does not tie into that immediately so I think it's an amazing way to show Ezra's character growth during that series. Uh, like Andrew said, it's uh, Ezra's connection with nature is something that's really interesting and special to that series. We've never really got to see it quite that in depth in Star Wars before then. And it's it's one of the best parts of his character. And it's at that point and because that's what, season two when yeah. we get the Purgals? Yeah. That's very early on in Ezra's character growth, as we're seeing him become more, uh, in touch with his inner force abilities, but also just as a human being, is becoming more and more aware of his his own natural empathy, and it shows such a great side of Ezra that he is concerned about something that no one else could really understand and could also very easily pass over because what is space well i don't know it's basically a boulder <laughs> with an eye everyone else just wants to get away from them uh so but true. ezra personifies them by actually uh understanding that they have thoughts and feelings and that's that's a really charming really beautiful really sweet moment and i'm so glad that you picked it because i would have picked it otherwise <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it's that's what again like we could do rebels uh, i could talk about rebels all day in these moments there's so many in this series but yeah i And Ezra to me is such a special character. Like I just love, like you're saying, Ben. Like his character growth from like being a you know space Aladdin to having this huge empathetic, kind of you know driven character personality, and that connection with nature is is one that I I want and hope they explore more with other maybe Jedi or Force users within Star Wars because I think it's a really cool concept. For sure, I I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, Andrew. How about you? We'll go your
1: uh, one of your moments. What you got, my friend? Are we doing two or one? Because we'll go, if we...
0: we'll go two. We'll go
1: round. We'll go. We'll do like a round circle. So, what's your first one? My first one is, of course, I had to go on brand and talk about the Empire Strikes Back. You know, because <laughs> that's what I do. You know, this was actually really hard for me to do. I was talking about it at work, and I was like, an act of kindness in Star Wars, and they're like, man, there's tons of betrayal you can pick up on. <laughs> And I was like, I know
2: that's They're another like,
1: episode, right? Yeah, one down, they were kids. like, you should totally <laughs> flip the episode and be like, nope. Talking about betrayal. So, um, but Chewbacca, my main man, Chewie, um, putting C-3PO back together after, oh. after he was taken apart by, um, over on Bespin. Cause it's kind of strange, you know, 3 po is annoying. Even Han didn't like gum right away. It's like what was your purpose in in putting this droid back together like you know what was what was chewie's payoff in doing this and it just comes down to that chewie's very wholehearted and just a kind wookie And I think of, like, all the moments where Chewie is um, kind for no reason. Like, when Han comes out of the uh, Carbonite and Chewie pats his head. Like, he's just, like, this very soft soul. Or when he picks up Yoda to, like, go run in the prequels. Like, he he is, like, a soft soul. I love it. So, uh, and then to be able to watch Solo and see, like, how they had him imprisoned. And then to know coming out of that he just continued to have... Um, care and compassion for even droids, even droids. So um, Chewie, man, he is just, uh, he is my spirit. That's a good one. I love Chewie. That's
0: a really good point to like make, like when you see him in Solo and he is like encaged and, you know, treated like a, like a, an animal. And then for him to do things like this, like you're saying, like, fix three uh uh three three cpo whatever <laughs> it comes out i can say it, kids we'll move on or <laughs> drink a coffee or something i know <laughs> i i should it's it's too early i should have but like for him to do those things and like you're saying not with just droids but like with han he that was like his best friend and he always he was there for him and then yeah, that that leads into like Tross and like how he felt when Leia died. Like you just know the connections oh and God, how like empathetic he was. It was, he's a great character. Chewie is very, very sympathetic and empathetic. Like I love that choice. Ben, what do you got? I mean, che- Chewbacca helping uh, the droids, man. Oh,
2: this, this is a blindside. I am so happy that you chose this. Because I was sitting wrecking my brain being like, well, I would love to do something from Empire because I love Empire. But nothing came to the top of my head. And the second that you said this, I was like, A, I'm glad I didn't think of it first because I would have been in trouble. And B, it's so perfect. Because, yeah, it shows that Chewie actually sees 3PO as a person, which in Star Wars, there's a whole other conversation that could be had about the sentiency of droids and how people see them as people and or not. Uh, And that we've never been led to believe that 3PO and Chewie have had any kind of dialogue they don't seem to necessarily <laughs> be boy. the best of friends but at the end of the day Chewie knows that like that's part of our group and if he's going to get torn apart like I'll go fight some knots and we'll put him back together because that's what you do is you right don't let people just get thrown in the trash compactor because that's right. the kind of Wookie that Chewie is uh and that's yeah that's such a good moment I'm so glad you picked that <laughs> that made me so happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> it isn't really like, it is a very small, like we're talking about, it's a very small moment that like you could just overlook it and be like, Oh, you know, it's just chewy being chewy or whatever. But like, again, the impact of it really is, you know, C-3PO doing what he did in Tross and like sacrificing himself. So like you could, I mean, you could kind of put that line together and think of like how, you know, he would have thought like, man, chewy, you know, when I was in trouble, people helped me. So now I got to help them. So like, Again, the full circle kind of, you know, how it all connects it, it does. And it's that's a really good moment. And again, Chewbacca, you would think like a Wookiee is obviously, especially with uh, Book of Bubba Fett and you think of Black Chrysanthemum, scary (laughs) Wookiees. But like you think of Chewie, he's like you say, Andrew, he's a soft boy. He's such a kind soul. And this is a perfect moment uh, to represent that. So excellent choice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ben, let's go to you, my friend. What is one of your kind of random acts of kindness in Star Wars? What do you think?
2: Oh, right. So I wanted to make sure that it was a little bit of a challenge. So I'm not allowing myself to choose anything from Rebels. <laughs> and I'm not allowing myself to choose anything Leia-related. So those okay. are my easy crutches to fall back. So wanted to choose things that I wouldn't normally gravitate towards. So first of all, we'll do a prequel one for my first one. Yes. Which is actually... One of my favorites when I started thinking about it, which is Shmi Skywalker allowing strangers to come into her home and feeding ooh, them. Ooh, I know Because it's so small. Because obviously that's supposed to show us that Anakin is a naturally kind kid, blah, 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 blah. Fine. Great. Fantastic. It's serving the plot. But as far as allowing people to stay during a sandstorm, maybe most people would do that just out of the kindness. Like, you're not going to keep people out tearing up. But she allows them to stay and she feeds them and she has these great conversations with them. It just shows where Anakin is getting his base kindness from. Uh, and I think it's a fantastic commentary just in general about the, the nature of good in people and the thing that you do notice a lot in life. And I can say it from firsthand experience is people who don't necessarily have a lot will sometimes be the first people to share that or try to help someone else who has less or is also in danger because if you're in a situation where you've grown up and you have everything given to you, it may not even cross your mind to help other people the way that it does. And Shmi is so gentle and so sweet, and we know that's not like they're rolling in money. She probably had to like make things a little bit scarcer for the rest of the week, but she made sure that everyone sat down and fed them and didn't make any complaints. And it just shows that she's a really wonderful person.
0: What? Oh, good call. <laughs> I mean, that's just such a good call. Shmi Skywalker is not talked about enough. And this is, again, a perfect example of where, again, like you're saying, Anakin gets it. But like how she was, like even in her most dire like circumstances, you know, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't living large or whatever. Like she was just a sympathetic and empathetic person. And she saw these people who she had no idea who who they were one being the queen of Naboo had, and she just opens her doors and just says, stay, you know, here's some food, you know, I, I I have you covered. And then even for Anakin to like throw back her like kindness at her a little bit in that movie of, you know, you, you know, you said that, you know, one of the, whatever the quote is about, you know, helping people in the galaxy, you know, not, not enough people do it or whatever. So like they, you know, Anakin being taught and using these lessons, but again Shmi showing it and Shmi doing what needs to be done because she's just a, a kind soul. Like uh oh, great moment. Again, great prequel, uh, throwback, but Shmi Skywalker, what that's a good one. I love Shmi Skywalker. That's a that's another episode, Andrea. Write that down. <laughs> <Shmi> Skywalker. <laughs> Write this down, kids. She deserves her own
2: episode. And God yeah. bless oh, the great God. good Pranilla August, who does not get the shout-out that she deserves for such Amen. a for tiny, people. tiny role. But she's a fantastic, mm-hmm. amazing actress, if you haven't seen her elsewhere. She's the sweetest actress. But she brings such a heart and soul to Shmi that you absolutely fall in love with this woman. And you know exactly who she is with maybe... Total, maybe four minutes of screen time between the two movies that she appears yeah. in.
0: Yeah,
2: like she, she deserves more love.
0: She nails it, she nails it. Andrea, what do you think? I mean, Shmi Skywalker, man.
1: Oh, I the like minute it. you said it, I was like, I went there for a minute and then I let it just go right out my brain. And it was one of those I should have wrote down, but um, I never came back to what a great uh, Shmi in The Phantom Menace is the epitome of kindness and care. And then I love the line when she says um, like when she says to Qui-Gon that Anakin is supposed to help them, that she's fully aware of um, what her son is and what the impact will be. I wish we had more information on her thought process during that whole situation, maybe from a certain point of view, if they ever do a Phantom Menace, that would be a great. Oh, I love that. I that love would be that. a really good chapter. So. Um, Yeah, right on. I mean, if you think of the good in the galaxy, Shmi Skywalker is is there. So,
0: Uh, And again, like it just, you kind of just over, not overthink it, or not overthink, but overlook, because obviously our focus is on Anakin, right? And his journey of becoming, you know, uh, Vader in the end. But like he had a solid base of compassion and empathy from his mom. Like it was there. And then Again, I think that's part of it is because of who she was. His turn I think is more tragic in a way because like he had this really great, you know, role model in his mother and then, you know, it it still wasn't enough for him at the time to not turn to the dark side. But I think it's almost he always had that in him and maybe that was again part of why he was able to turn when Luke confronted him in return of the Jedi because, you know, maybe his thoughts went to his mom and like thought about how she, you know, always cared for him and that, you know, now he is, now he is a father, a parental figure to his son. And that's why maybe he, you know, part of the reason he turns, you know, for sure. So like, yeah. And again, you can link that back to Shmi, like because of her and those little moments, like it's just, I need a whole novel or I need something, a comic, something on Shmi. And like you saying, Andrea, I would love someone write that um, little story, like of like that whole, oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love, love, love that. I hope they, I, I would assume they would do something with that, like when it's time, but I, I mean, I, yeah, more Shmi Skywalker, I think uh, all around is what we need for sure.
2: And I just also, I want to shout out if anyone hasn't had a chance to look at it, just look at the preface to E.K. Johnson's Queen's Hope that just recently came out, which Ooh. is told from the point of view of Shmi, and it is amazing and it is beautiful and we love E.K. We support her. Uh, I've we've spoke to her before about maybe doing a whole novel. She said that's not quite a thing that she feels like she's the person to do, but just this one little chapter about uh, Shmi before she becomes pregnant with anakin is it's chef's kiss so perfect
0: Ooh, okay now i'm I, i'm excited now i gotta i'm way behind in books but I, there's a lot I'm of them cute. i'm not <laughs> gonna lie
2: i'm not caught up i don't have time to be caught up
0: <laughs> i just i just got a hard copy of brotherhood uh so shout out to del Rey St- uh star wars books for sending that our way i haven't opened it just yet but i am dying to read that for sure maybe who knows maybe there's a little bit of shmi stuff in there so i'm excited to excited to read it but yeah queens all of ek's books of Padme, uh oh, they are chef kiss all the way around all the way around okay great great stuff so far let's go to our second one again i'll kick us off so my next one i'm going to go again i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to leave rebels cuz again i could do a whole <laughs> whole episode on rebels but i'm going to leave rebels i'm going to go to the force awakens I'm going to go Ray, and I'm going to go Ray helping BB-8 in the desert. <laughs> you took mine. Oh, Ben! <laughs> I can switch you. use your no, other one. I have one. a backup. I have a backup. okay. It's okay. 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 So, Ray helping BB-8. Again, great minds think alike, Ben, obviously. This is where we were at. <laughs> but she, that little moment of her saving a droid for... a. Literally, no reason whatsoever, right? I mean, just because she wanted and saw what she saw and being treated, you know, being mistreated, she was like, "Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out. I'll fix your antenna, you know." But even her little dismissal of like, you know, you got to go that way, though. I saved you, but you know, I, I don't want to deal with you. But then again, BB-8 being BB-8 convinces her that you know to to stay with her. She allows it. And then again, this that whole journey of her, you know, it kind of begins with BB-8. And because of just that little small act of kindness that she took the time to save him in a moment of when, you know, when he needed it and fix his antenna. I love That's one of my favorite moments of the fixing the antenna. And that goes to like The Last Jedi, too. Like when she sees it again, like again, it, it's so good. And like I love Ray. Ray is one of my favorite characters from the sequel trilogy and one of my favorite star Wars characters overall, but you know, her introduction in, in that movie in this scene in particular, really kind of just set the tone for her character. And you kind of go from there, you know, her whole journey starts and it starts with her helping BB eight in the desert. So let's go round table. Andrea,
1: what'd you think? Ray BB eight. Love it. Yeah. That's a great one. What really comes to my head is um Unkar Plot saying that he'll give her sixty quarter po- portions. I love sixty quarter portions. I feel like <laughs> someone should make like a podcast or a band, then that be the name. Sixty Ooh, quarter portions. We're writing it down. Um <laughs> And she's she's all in for a minute, and then um her humanity uh drops back into her—not her scavenger and uh survivor mentality, but oh, that's a good call. Um, understanding that, man, I can't just give something up for um. Some food, even though she desperately needs it, it's just so fascinating that that was her choice. But obviously, move the story along and to just really um, give us an intro of what type of person Ray is. So, uh, absolutely, Ray and BB Eight, amazing pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I just they're
0: first of all two of my favorite characters within the sequel trilogy, BB Eight and Ray. But like that moment, their relate, their like friendship, you know, started there, and it's just it goes from it and it goes from the rest of the sequel trilogy like it's it's amazing stuff ben i know this is this was
2: gonna be this was gonna be my second one (laughs) so (laughs) So, yeah i mean it's a perfect little moment because regardless of how it affects the story overall it is a fantastic glimpse into the character of ray who we know is just an outsider and very lonely and then meets this other very charming little droid and then again treats a droid with humanity when it comes to Are you trading what a lot of people would think of as just a a piece of machinery for things that you need but at this point no she sees bb8 as like his own like personhood and doesn't want to trade him off for that kind of stuff and it's not because she has any anything to gain out of keeping bb8 it just it's the right thing to do and she's just going with what her gut tells her which is it's showing a lot about that character Um, and those are my favorite little tiny moments in storytelling is well yeah sure it moves the plot along because the movie would stop dead in its tracks if she traded bb8 off but internally though it shows us a lot about who she is without having to have a bunch of clunky dialogue because you know there's the first rule is always show don't say like i want to see her in action being a, a kind human being like she didn't have to have a conversation with anyone and say okay so the reason i saved the droid Is because my feelings said that it was like when I got left alone when I was a little kid. Have I talked about how I got left alone when I was a little kid? Like that—that's a side of screenwriting that'll sometimes pop up in Star Wars that isn't my favorite, but it is not present in that scene, and it makes me very happy.
0: (laughs) Well said, (laughs) but it is—it's such a powerful like. You know, our first introduction is her scav— you know, scavenging this huge star destroyer, right? And then you know, her going to clean it and sell parts to eat. And then she comes along and sees this droid. And then she could, like Andrea, that's such a great call of, like, you know, Unkarn Plot telling her, listen, I'll give you all of this. You'll be fed for a very long time if you give me that droid. And just that split second of her, like, looking at it and literally about to grab it. And then she turns around and looks at him. And then she just says, the droid's not for sale. And just takes her, you know, quarter portions, walks away. I mean, it's just, uh, it's so good and it gives you such a depth of her character. Like, you know, she has that compassion of like a Jedi as we obviously we know that she'll become. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Andrea, what's your
1: next one? What do you got? I have one. I wish I would have researched it a little bit more and got some good quotes out of this. But, um... I'm lazy, and I procrastinate, so I never got around to it. (laughs) Welcome to the Galactic Podcast! (laughs) This is what we do here. (laughs) Uh, Queel and The Mandalorian. Oh!
0: Good one. Oh,
1: man. When, uh, there is one part I really love when, uh, Mando asks him, why is he helping him, or something like that, and he says, uh, you're my guest. Uh, I'm here to, to serve you or help you, which, you know, I've talked about this before, uh, and George Lucas has said it as well, the, the key to happiness is by serving others and helping others. And that was just like this tiny moment where it was um, brought out. And, uh, and then you think of Quill's, um, you know, I feel like he kind of gave he passed that mentality on to Mando because when we first meet Mando in the beginning, he's very abrasive. He's just about getting the bounty pucks and getting his bounties. Um, He doesn't want to, you know, ride the whatever they're called. My mind is blinking right now. And what are they called?
2: I know my brain literally just stopped up. Uh, Jeez,
1: bird, purr, bird, uh, the burg, uh, Berg. Bird. Uh, Blurgs.
0: Blurgs. <laughs> it's not go. a hard word. We know yeah. Star Wars. Kids, trust me. We know Star Wars.
1: It's, it's just one really syllable annoying. we couldn't come up right. with. Blurred. One syllable. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then he, and then you gotta wonder if he never ran into Queel when he, you know, captures or um retrieves Grogu or Baby Yoda, however you want to use it. Would he have been so? um have so much care of like making sure that it was alive taking it with him all of that as well too if he was maybe that mando that's i just need my bounty he he might have allowed the ig unit to um to assassinate him and then the show would be over so um Queel, and then you think of how he repurposed the ig unit into a nurse droid to care for um grogu and protect it's just um, he is a character, an underrated character of care and compassion in the galaxy, and really forgot about. I would have loved to see him go um through the rest of the series, or someone that Mando could hook up with every once in a while to help him out with things. But um, you know, I don't know. But Queel, that's where I'm at. Good call, God, it's, and that's a very
0: like in one season like a huge character arc, right for that character. I hope they do. Yeah, I would love more, maybe like a comic book or something. Like, give me more of him. It'd be really interesting if they got stories to tell with them. I'd be really, really good. But yeah, I like that's a really good like call as far as like with Mando, you know, running into him. How much did that change his perspective a lot? And I think that I think you're right, Andrew. I think it did have like a profound effect on Mando because, again, like you're saying, we meet him. He's just about the business. Give me the money. Give me the puck. I'll do what I have to do to survive and move on. But then he meets this character that just helps him just because like he just because Quill wanted to help him and Quill wanted, you know, Mando to help out with the situation that was going on in his home, you know, in his home planet. So like to Quill, it was a win win situation and but it went above and beyond when he started, like you're saying, like uh, helping Mando retrieve all the parts he needed to rebuild his ship, you know, helping him talk to the, um, the Jawas and everything like he was just that character. And then again, to, to sacrifice himself, you know, by, you know, helping trying to save uh Grogu. I mean, again, it's, it's just a huge, huge character, not talked about enough. And again, yeah, represents kindness. 100%. I love, I love it. I love it. Ben, your thoughts on quill. That's a deep cut, Andrew. Yeah,
2: honestly, this is my favorite answer that we've had the whole time because I could just fall down a rabbit hole. I love Quill so, so much. That is one of the best things that have come out of The Mandalorian. And like Lauren said, wildly underrated. Uh, And Quill is one of my favorite kind of character archetypes. And that he is a character who specifically represents kindness in this kind of gruff matter-of-fact way that I just really love and gravitate towards. Because being an Ugnaught, we don't know a lot about his past, but we do know that at some point he was in forced servitude to the Empire because that is clearly what was happening with Ugnaught. So he has basically, if not been enslaved, then just right above it uh, and (laughs) has chosen now that he is his own person and free, that there are still things that should be done as far as helping other people. And that is what he's going to do. And he's also not going to have a discussion about it. Because retorting with everything with I have spoken is that's that's perfect character work right there. Like I'm going to help you because it is the thing that I do. It's not up for option. Uh, and then when I'm done, I'm going to be done. That's it's it's just a perfect little character who has really nothing to gain from the interactions that he has other than just knowing that that is the proper thing to do. And so he's following what his gut tells him to do. And he's a he's a perfect character who shouldn't have been killed but that's okay you know we all make choices
0: (laughs) that was a choice that was a choice but he i mean that's a good point about you know i have spoken like that was such a huge like you know phrase for still within the star wars community right like i have spoken like everybody says that and it's because of him but again it leads to like you said ben like that's just him saying listen what i what i say is you know goes because this is how i feel i believe in this what i'm doing and it matches like you're saying with like the kindness so i have spoken like there's nothing else to say i'm going to help you that's it you don't you know there's no more discussion we move on i'm helping you and then that's it and i and it's such a perfect like phrase for that character like i have spoken (laughs) like it really is like the most perfect like anything that a character like an iconic line from star wars now comes from him and it's it's beautiful thing beautiful beautiful thing well said Ange. like it love it ben i know i stole your second one let's go to your backup.
1: it's
2: okay i'm so glad i had a backup with it because it was the one that i almost chose i got i tried very specifically to make myself choose something from tross i didn't end up doing that i i I went away from doing that i tried i couldn't do it i couldn't do it couldn't be bothered tried i tried so hard i was going to do the snake thing but i couldn't be bothered couldn't do it couldn't be bothered (laughs) We went back to Force Awakens. I was going to use BB-8. That didn't happen. Uh, I was going to use the idea of Finn giving Poe, or other way, Poe giving Finn a name. That's really just character setup. It doesn't necessarily count. But the one that I am going to fall back on is the tiny moment of Han Solo giving Rey the blaster pistol at Takodana because it is a very small gesture, but it means something much bigger than that moment is supposed to look like. That is him a going through and giving her his seal of approval. He is seeing her as her own person who is able to take care of herself. And also like there's this parental thing that's started to spark that you can watch because Harrison Ford is a fantastic actor, even though he'll fight you on that. Um, and the brief <laughs> scenes that they get together when she's excited to see so much green for the first time that he plays it so well that you can see him warming up to this person um, and wanting to take her under his wing and just have her, Bounce around the galaxy with him and Chewie, and that that little moment of handing the blaster pistol is—it's a great little act of just. Here's a thing, I don't want to make a thing out of it. That's because I want you to be my friend and come with us. Like we'll we'll take care of you. It's 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 a great moment. I love it. It's a really good piece of acting.
0: I oh, that's a good one because again, that leads to so much though, right? Like just it explores Han's character at the moment, right? Like him again, like thinking about probably like the losing his son. And then now he has another, you know, uh, somebody that he can, you know, uh, parental kind of guide through their journey now. And like giving that gun is like, Hey, I, I got your back. This is for you. I, you know, I, you and I will, I'll help you if you ever need it. However it all goes. And it was just a little thing though. Like you said, not dialogue, just here you go. And then, like, I love Ray's response of like, I can handle myself. He's like, well, I know, I'm still giving you it. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I want you to be safe. <laughs> but like, I love that. I mean, the interaction—that's one of my favorite parts of of Force Awakens—is you know, Han Solo and Ray. Like that is what of it's really good acting all the way around. But like, the characters and just what it means—the deeper meaning of it. Of maybe him still trying to you know get over Ben, and then his maybe him trying to redeem that a little bit. Like, but it's such a, a little act of kindness of like I want to protect you. This is the way I know how is giving you a blaster, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> be safe. <laughs> like, I love it. And it's such a Han thing to do though, too, right? Like, it's such a Han move, and it's it's beautiful. Adria, what do you think? Khan, Ray, love it. Love it, love it, love it. What do you yeah,
1: got? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I I can honestly say that never even crossed my mind when I've watched that part. But now when I watch that part, it's all I'm gonna see, and I'm gonna see that's how Hans change as a character. Um, they're trying to display that. So it, that is like a really great part. I also uh had a bunch of trust stuff and did not want to use it. I was <laughs> like, no, I will not. <laughs> I had a bunch, and I was like, "Why do I keep pulling from Tross? Stop it!"
2: Yeah, I did. I did the same thing. I had a list, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm <laughs> going to do this. I'm going to do this. It is an act of positivity." I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Not on the Sunday morning. Not. With, I'm not sitting here and <laughs> wasting nope. my breath. <laughs>
1: um, but it also reminds me of when Jin gives her blaster to K two at mm-hmm. the end of Rogue Ooh, One. That's um, one and. He just flat out calls it because that's what he does. Uh, that's how his brain works or his, his mechanisms work, where he gives you the absolute truth. And, of course, I don't know the line exactly because I didn't prepare. But remember when he says he was like, y- Jin, you seem to surprise me. What does he say? Ah. Something like that. You're
0: it's not yeah. about surprise like, uh, like mean, it's, yeah. it's got
2: away from me too god oh, it's yeah. a good moment that's such a good pick <laughs> yeah
0: that's a good call though too yeah very similar to han and yeah Rey very
1: sure. similar to han and ray like um here i want to protect you and um i want to do something for you in return so um and i it, those are two very similar moments and they're great so that is a great pick I, what i'm gonna love is now when i watch the force awakens that moment is gonna hit me differently now so Thank you. Well done. Well done.
2: It's okay. I'm probably gonna go watch Empire after this. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink coffee and watch Empire.
0: I think I, I might watch. I might watch uh, Force Wake as Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> or Rebels. Whatever. I mean, whatever. Well, oh, Rebels yeah. is always
2: a good thing just to have on. Yeah.
0: Rebel, Rebels is just a beautiful story altogether, for sure. So, uh, I'll let. I, I don't have any more. But anybody else
1: got one more they want to share before we wrap up? I'll ahead, give Andrea. you my trust one. But okay, go ahead. Okay, we'll, it, go. we'll go. Okay? we'll go trust. Yes. When Ray oils Dio and stops his squeaky wheel.
2: Oh, yeah, that's call. a good choice. That's and good. he
1: like doesn't want to come near her, and she recognizes that and allows that space between them. Um, that's Dave Matthews song, Dave, "Space Between." There you go. Look uh, at you. <laughs>
0: full circle for Andrea, right there.
1: <laughs> Dave Matthews. But that was that was one of my trust moments. I will not add another one
2: no yeah that's that's a really really good call i actually really like that moment it's very very sweet there's it's not that there aren't things in trust that are worth loving and we will learn to love them as time goes on because this is how star wars works sometimes you get something on your plate you're like okay well this isn't my favorite but it's okay because over the whole that's just one part that's maybe not your favorite part uh i was gonna do ray deciding to heal the the snake thing on Pass, Pasana, yeah, Pasana instead uh-huh. of yeah. like yeah. doing a whole fight thing, uh, which could kind of count, but I don't feel like they lean into the moment quite enough for it to really do what I would want it to do. I, Mandalorian did it better with Grogu the week before, anyways, so it got close! It's an honorary runner-up! Uh, you could Thank also <laughs> do a, a Chewie getting a medal at the end as being an act of kindness but it it's it's a
1: little bit it's so there. forced it's that so it truss. doesn't
2: quite it's so, work
1: it's so tross it's so trash yeah, it's, it's so truss. almost it's trying so hard
2: yep. and you're just like you know what pat on the head have a juice box kiddo like you shouldn't sure try look at you look at you trying
0: I mean, if I'm, I mean, if we're talking Tross, I'm trying to think of like the, you know, there are really good. There's moments in there that are good for me, but the, like you're saying, the kindness stuff, though, that's a little bit. The the do one's probably the good, the best one to call out, and to be honest, so I mean, we could say uh, C3PO sacrificing himself, you know, knowing what what was happening, and then you could actually, I could, we can link that back to R2. And him restoring C-3PO's memory because they they've been besties through thick and thin from you know from the beginning of you know of this whole Skywalker saga. So I'll I'll give that I'll give an honor, I'll give an honor, honorary mention to R2 restoring C-3PO's memory. And as I it, think
2: 3 po deciding to wipe his memory in order to do that is actually a really good moment does not quite get the oxygen that it deserves Uh, because none of the characters stop being a dick to him for just a minute to kind of realize (laughs) that this is a major thing like that's a Star Wars trick like we're supposed to be shitty to 3PO because he's kind of obnoxious but like you know maybe give us two minutes of dialogue with people actually being like you know what like I'm really sorry for being shitty to you or something like just give us a little bit of a humanizing moment and then like we'll we'll be good right no, after yeah. that post on him to move his ass
1: like, yeah, like come
2: on man poor guy Poe has got like fresh breakup energy that whole movie <laughs> like he and Finn went on two dates and he has stopped texting back or something like, I don't know what's going on but he's so grumpy the whole time you're like this is not oh, even a character it. trait like you are just pissed at something something just threw you off
1: that's a good call that's a good call. what about when the Pasana little personite child gives ray the necklace like that is also a pretty good moment but then they Ooh, muddy it one. all up with like ray's last name and then it's like yeah, please this... stop just let it happen
2: it's such a charming little moment yeah the movie gets so close like it's it gets so close several many times to being like oh oh no we didn't do it okay it's fine like you know sometimes you don't you don't get to completion with things and that that happens but that is a that is a recurring episode of like almost oh, nope 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 lost it
0: <laughs> oh trust. we love you no we
2: don't know exactly. we, oh,
1: not we right accept
2: now. you we know that you're here you and accept. we are learning to grow to terms with the fact that you are part of the family <laughs> you can come to thanksgiving but you're not coming over by yourself I'm not and just gonna be like, hey Tross, you wanna come over and watch a movie? No, Tross. Tross can come over during other family outings.
0: Now I feel like I had to watch Tross just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to do it now. <laughs> oh, all right, guys, this was such a fun episode. Uh good moments, good good chat as always. Ben, obviously let plug, 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 plug away. Um, all where where people can find you and all that stuff.
2: Oh, I'm pretty easy right now. The only thing you can really find me doing is popping up occasionally on Twitter to have a fit. Uh, But you can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Ben is the worst. Ben is spelled B-Y-N because why the hell not? Uh, And then again, you can find us at Amidala Helps if you want to look at the initiative, which is actually more important than me rambling on Twitter. So if you're going to do one of two things, go do the other one and then you can watch me throw a bitch fit about something star wars related probably but that's <laughs> it'll happen it's fine
0: uh, this is why we love you ben. <laughs> as always thank you for coming on this is such a joy as of always. course anytime love it love it love it love it all right guys hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did you can follow us the galactic podcast at the galactic pod on twitter and we are on apple pod google play spotify all the major platforms so go Find us, rate, review, all that jazz. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at
1: LoroKnows on Twitter. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. I occasionally share Star Wars things, but mostly I'm there to um, look at seven Korean men that have drastically changed my <laughs>
0: bts vibes i love it
1: (laughs) i love them all right
0: all right guys thanks for listening as as always may that force be with you always always